Networking and marketing made simple is for you, the business owner who has a product, a service, or a message that you believe in. My name is Scott Aaron, and each week we'll take a behind the scenes look into the real world marketing and networking tactics and strategies for getting what you have in front of you to a lot more people. Thanks for spending time with me. And now let's get started. So Eric, welcome to today's podcast episode. Super excited to have you here. And the way that I always love beginning these interview episodes is really diving in more to the backstory, rewinding the tape, so to speak, not necessarily, you know, leading with what's going on right now, but rewinding the tape and and, and stopping at a particular point in time where you really feel this path was opened up to you. So if you can rewind your own business journey tape and stop at that pivotal point for you, what would that aha moment or that light bulb moment be for you that has sent you on this path that you're now currently on? Well, first of all, it's great to be here, uh, Scott. I've been looking forward to this conversation for some time and look forward to having you on our show uh, in a few weeks. Uh, I mean, that's a great question. Um, I spent most of my formative years uh, in a very different world, in the nonprofit world. Uh, folks that know me well know that I'm an, actually I'm an ex-preacher. Uh, I'm a church planter and pastor for over 15 years in uh, in a previous life. And it was the, the, the passing of my dad after a two-year uh, heroic battle with cancer uh, that he ended up losing that set me on a course uh, to reevaluate my life, reevaluate what I was doing, um, and would eventually lead me to launch my coaching business in 2011. Uh, a lot that's compressed in that short summary, but uh, it was a real uh, aha moment. I had been unhappy. I'd been unfulfilled uh, in the role that I'd been always in a role serving other people uh, in that context, uh, but had been uh, had grown disillusioned. And I think like a lot of people had become stuck uh, thinking that this was all that there was for me. And it would take hardship. It would take pressure. It would take pain. Uh, that would open my eyes to new realities, new possibilities. And uh, in 2011, uh, launched my first coaching business, and I haven't looked back since. Um, and uh, just, uh, I, I really believe I tell people, I feel like everything leading up to that moment was preparing me for the main event, uh, all the experiences that I had, all the training. Uh, and now I'm helping and serving people, serving leaders in a very, very different context, but uh, continuing to support them in their uh, epic journey. So with that in mind, all the training and everything that you did prior to 2011, what do you feel was one of the most pivotal trainings that you took that you learned a lot from that I don't want to say that made the transition into your own coaching practice easier, but some of the foundational things that you learned prior to 2011 really set you up for the success that you guys are now having? Yeah, I would say, I mean, a big part of it was in a former uh, uh, sort of in between when I left the church world uh, and before I launched my coaching business, uh, I went to work uh, with another organization for a short period of time. And it was actually there that I first experienced working with a coach. They had a business coach that worked with their organization at the time. Uh, and so um, I had the opportunity to work with him. And what was interesting is that um, uh, remember, I had just come out of a world where I felt very stuck. Uh, I had gone into that world very young, 
the only degree that I had at the time was a Bible college degree, which doesn't translate very well, Scott, into a lot of other arenas. Um, and I had stepped out of that world now uh, and was was doing uh, you know a whole new uh, start a brand new career. And when I was working with this coach, I recognized a lot of the stuff that I had been learning, had been reading. I've been a voracious reader. Uh, I started in leadership very, very young, back in the day where there wasn't a lot of support. So I read a lot of books on leadership. I, I, I had become a, um, I was almost obsessed with learning about leadership. And as I worked with this coach, it wasn't just the support that he gave me, but in the back of my mind going, I could do this. Uh, all of my training may be in a different world, but I have started organizations. I've led organizations. Um, and again, it was it was this concept of it, that experience began the process of me putting uh, sort of uh, connecting the dots uh, and bringing it all together to say, I think I could really reinvent myself here and have a real impact serving leaders uh, as a coach and as a mentor uh, and as a uh, thinking partner. So again, coaching, consulting, that whole world, I think we know uh, the, the pandemic and everything that we went through three and a half years ago really kind of shifted things for a lot of people career-wise, industry-wise, profession-wise, job-wise. And you know, my wife and I were kind of primed and ready. We'd already been growing our online business since 2013 and things kind of just catapulted from there. What experience did you guys have in in the sense of what did it do for you guys personally as a company but what were you seeing outside looking in with maybe some of the the things that were you know bubbling to the surface from other people that you then started working with that you know now things that have somewhat settled down it's opened up new avenues not just for you but for the clients that you served 100% i mean i think we can all remember march of 2020 uh that that was a time of palpable fear uh, when when COVID began to hit our shores, I remember when it first hit uh, our city and here in Ottawa, Canada, uh, I was actually on site uh, with a large, large client doing some training with some of their leaders when the first reports of COVID uh, were, were, were being talked about in the news uh, here locally. Uh, and then within days, we went into that first lockdown. And Scott, we would then spend from March tw uh, 20th, 2020, right through to the fall, uh, in crisis conversations with so many of our clients who, especially in those first two or three months, none of us knew what this meant. None of us knew what this, uh, 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 what COVID was, uh, you know, how dangerous it was. We didn't know what it would do for our businesses. We went from living our lives, going about our lives, sort of a, you know, day-to-day -day normal kind of way. And all of a sudden we had to stand in line to get into stores and wear masks. I mean, it felt like a scene out of some post-apocalyptic movie, right? Uh, um, and so there was so much fear. And I think uh, a lot of leaders were, were, were unsure, is my business going to survive this? And uh, are my employees going to survive this? What does it mean for my family? I mean, it touched uh, so close to home for so many. And yet what we saw was, although there was a period of turmoil for about two or three months initially, even in our own business, as clients were unsure whether uh, they should continue coaching, if this was a luxury item at this point, if that they needed to pause. Uh, so we saw a short dip in the business, but by September of that year, our business was doing better than ever. And what we watched is our clients themselves 
Um, not only did every single one of them uh, uh, not just survive the pandemic, but they ended up thriving through it. Because to your point, I think hardship, and here's the, for, for probably the first time in my lifetime where we experienced a global hardship that we all experienced at the same time. Uh, I, I don't think we've ever experienced something of that magnitude, at least in, again, in our generation. Um, and that hardship uh, was the pressure needed for many organizations to reinvent themselves, figure out what really matters, pivot where they needed to pivot, make the the the, the changes they needed to make, and uh, uh, as a result, became even more successful uh, than before. But it wasn't without a lot of pain, sweat, blood, and tears, as they say. <laughs> so where do you see, again, I know this is kind of a, a loaded question, but, you know, with everything that's transpired for a lot of people over the last 36 months. Where do you see the coaching, consulting, the business world? Obviously, there's a, unfortunately, there was a lot of businesses that ended up getting severely impacted by um, the pandemic, uh, weren't able to pivot. But there were a fair amount of, of other businesses that did find new means. I use my dad as an example. He does a lot of, you know, virtual online personal training now, in addition to in-person, you know, he made some of those pivots when the health and wellness industry was severely affected. Right. What do you see in the future for people like you and me in the coaching, consulting, uh, business strategy industry? And, you know, how do you feel all of those things from before the pandemic through the pandemic and post-pandemic are going to really start, I would say, dividing the the amateurs from the professionals. That's a great question. It's it's multi-layered. I mean, I think the uh, the pandemic opened up opportunities that many of us were dragging our feet on. What, what's interesting for us is we had made a decision in uh, the summer of 2019. We had a great office space in a great location, a great part of town that uh, we'd had for several years. And yet, for a number of different reasons, it felt it was time for us to find a different space uh, for our physical office. Um, and after looking at a few spaces uh, in the area, I suggested to my colleagues, what if, what if we tried an experiment? We already have about 60 to 70% of our clients are remote. Uh, uh, what if we just went fully remote and tested that out for a while? Um, and if it doesn't work, then we can just go out and find space. And so by February, end of February, 2020, we had our team fully set up to be fully remote. And then three weeks later, COVID hit and we went into a full pandemic. And, and of course, when we tell the story, uh, at first, our clients, some of our clients were like, did you guys like know? And we're like, well, of course, yeah, we foresaw it. But uh, <laughs> of course, we didn't. But uh, um, it just it was a fortuitous sort of uh, uh, series of events. I think now we watched uh, owners and leaders so concerned about sending their people home to work only to realize that it, it actually works. It has some limitations. It presents some unique challenges in terms of uh, how you build culture uh, when folks aren't rubbing shoulders together all the time. But it is fundamentally redefined how we do business. And uh, we think of of employees and and folks that are not the decision makers ultimately, who have fundamentally over three years redefined their relationship to work. Um, and what I see now as an interesting uh, dynamic at play is a uh, a certain segment of the leadership population uh, uh, striving to have it back the way that it was. 
uh, wanting it all to go back to how it was pre-COVID. And almost like the lessons learned uh, have been forgotten and we just want to go back to 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 the old days, the olden days, right? Well, usually in history, looking back to go and going back to the olden days is not going to set us up for success, right? There's a reason things evolve. There's a reason things shift. And this was a global shift uh, that has changed so much. So I think I think for those of us that are in the coaching space, the consulting space, where we're working with leaders, we're working with organizations, the ability to be flexible, the ability to deliver our services in different modalities. Um, listen, I still love being able to train a full uh, a room full of people live. I know you do some of that as well, and uh, that you, you it's hard to reproduce that online. So I think this combination of in person, um, the combination of remote, and being willing to flex with the organization, understand their needs, um, and and really uh, understanding that the pains that leaders face now, in many ways, are the same pains they were facing uh, three years ago. Uh, uh, you know, we work in all kinds of different industries in our business, uh, everything from high tech, low tech, uh, professional organizations, government organizations, you name it, we, we work in just about every industry. And it never ceases to amaze me that as different as the organizations can be, the pain points that leaders face are, are not all that unique, right? They're all the same. Uh, and so if we can identify those, if we can put ourselves in their shoes, uh, and and be highly relevant, uh, I think that's what will set us apart as opposed to delivering cookie cutter solutions that so many in our space uh, tend to deliver. Yeah, I think that's a it's a really good point because we're always talking about, you know, what are the things that we can do to differentiate ourselves from other people? Because plain and simple, you know, there's multiple restaurants that serve the same kind of food. So what are you going to do to differentiate yourself from other people? Uh, you think about any organization, any industry, any profession, it's what can you do to stand out and be different? So if if someone was to ask you and what you guys do, um, and it's, a, again, I don't like putting people into a box, but if you could verbalize and describe to the audience what really makes you guys different from other people within the space that we're in, what would you say is that deciding factor? Man, there's a few things that stand out. One is that uh, unlike a lot of coaches and consultants that are kind of working on their own and they're they're brilliant in their space and they're really genius at what they do, uh, no one person can out muscle a team, right? Like, uh, and, and we are a team. We have several coaches that work together. We're colleagues. Uh, we're able to collaborate together on client, uh, you know, uh, uh, challenges and opportunities. Uh, so that's one differentiator for us. Uh, the other is our ability to provide support at every level of the organization. So we work with not just the top level leaders, the, you know, the, the C-suite leaders, but we work with middle management. We even work with frontline workers, providing that coaching, consulting, and training, and aligning all of those services uh, to get everybody on the same page. Uh, the, the One of the biggest challenges in leadership, it was once defined, uh, uh, I think it was uh, uh, one of our uh, publishers, uh, Wiley Publishers, who put out some great material, one of the assessments that we even use, and they define the, in essence, the work of a leader is to craft vision, uh, 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 um, uh, get collaboration or get people to buy in and ultimately then champion the execution, right? Getting people engaged, that middle piece is the glue from 
uh, that, that holds a vision and its execution together. And uh, when we uh, when we read the studies that over 80 to 90% of employees are disengaged, are phoning it in, um, the ability to bring and get people on the same page across multiple levels of the organization speeds up the pace of transformation. Because uh, listen, Scott, we've you and I have both been on a growth journey. I know, I, I know, we're just getting to know each other. But let's face it: when we're learning something new, when we're growing and transforming in one area, there is lag between our ability to learn and and take that in, and then that change, that learning, actually be transformed into a new way of showing up. Uh, and so it's the same with leaders in an organization. They may be growing, they may be changing, but there's there can be tremendous lag between their growth and their ability to translate that into business results. Um, and so again, one of our main differentiators, I would say, is that ability to be working with senior leaders, identify what the crit critical issues are and be working with them, and then translate that down to middle management, translate that out to frontline workers and get people on the same page. So what are you seeing, uh, you know, in 2023, moving into 2024, uh, not just with the clients that you work with or the clients that are working with, but in the business world, what are some of the more prominent bottlenecks or issues that you see surrounding business in general that, you know, people, A, have to acknowledge, but B, have to find resources and ways to work through? Well, I mean, one of the big ones is, of course, the workforce itself has shifted so dramatically. And again, there is a shift to try to move some uh, some things back to the way that it was in terms of, of that flexibility in the workplace. And I think organizations that remain open to that flexibility, whether that's a hybrid model or a work from home model or you know combination thereof, will have the upper hand in terms of recruiting top talent. I think organizations that force people back to the workplace five days a week are going to find themselves losing uh, some of their top people who got, uh, remember that, I mean, the pandemic, I don't need to tell you this, but the pandemic wasn't a three-month exercise. It was a three-year period where people's habits and lives fundamentally were shifted and changed. You can't claw that back, right? Uh, it doesn't mean that we have to stay where we were when we were in full lockdown, but things have fundamentally shifted. Those days are now behind us. And I think the organizations that remain open and flexible and understand that the workplace has changed will definitely have the upper edge. But the workforce challenge, the labor challenge, the hiring challenge, that is a real, and in some industries, it's worse than others. Um, and it's causing some real problems and headaches uh, in, in business as a result. The other thing that we're seeing um, uh, that's really fascinating, Scott, is with this whole redefining of our relationship with work, people had a lot of time with themselves and by themselves during COVID. Um, and for some, it wasn't a very happy experience as many of the distractions and things that we do to uh, dull sort of the pain and the boredom and whatever else weren't available to us. People got pretty present to their disillusionment. Uh, they got pretty present to if they're not in a, a place of happiness and a place of purpose and a place of flow, they got pretty present to that. Um, and so we're seeing uh, more and more 
uh, we're seeing many more health, uh, mental health challenges uh, surfacing now that the pressure's off. People are trying to re-engage the way that they did before, but many are talking about just not having the same drive, the same passion, the same energy. And I think the shift is an important one because especially for leaders, because um, leaders can get so focused on building their business that they forget to build their life. Um, and, and they, it's, it's the old saying, you know, they, they've been climbing the corporate ladder their whole life only to come to realize that it's been leaning on the wrong wall the whole time and that they've been, uh, uh deferring their personal dreams. They've been setting aside, uh, important time with family and things that are important to them to build their business and realizing that's just not working for them. And that's happening at the leadership level. It's happening at the followership level. There is a sense of deep dissatisfaction with life as it once was. Um, and for us, that led to the launch of uh, our podcast called Living Richly, addressing those issues, helping people ask these all important questions about what does uh, my life at its best even look like. So it's been an interesting dynamic that here we, we're not, we don't actually promote ourselves as life coaches, although we do a lot of that work just in our work with leaders. Um, and yet now we find ourselves very much in that space uh, because I think it's a, it's a global question right now uh, that people are asking what's next for my life. That's, I mean, I couldn't have said it any better myself. So as we start to wind down, um, for the audience that is a curious about what you guys are doing and what you're up to, um, there's a couple things that I, I'd like you to, to to plant for everyone. Number one, um, you know, tell everyone who the ideal target market or client it is that you that you truly do serve, um, and with that ideal client who you serve, what's the best way for people to find out more about you, the podcast, and all your offerings. I think our ideal client is an organization. Uh, it's been around probably for five or 10 years, has uh, 20 or more employees perhaps, um, and they're struggling to connect the dots between vision and execution and are struggling to put the middle minute management layer in or they have a middle management layer in, uh, but it's just not it's just not firing. They're just not it's not working the way that they want to. Uh, we do a lot of team dynamics work in addition to organizational transformation. We also do team transformation work. Uh, so that is a really fun client for us because as I mentioned earlier, our ability to work with senior leaders right down through to frontline workers and bring everybody on the same page that really jazzes us. That really gets us excited because we we feel really good at it. Uh, and we feel that's where you see some tremendous results, right? You can find out more about that at rhapsodystrategies.com. That's our website for uh, the coaching side. The podcast, if, uh, if someone's listening today and they're resonating with the uh, I don't know what's next for me. And I just feel like I'm a little, I'm lost. I'm stuck. Uh, I certainly, I'm not living my best life uh, and I need some help to get there. You can go to livingrichly.me uh, and you can find out all about it. We're on all the podcast platforms and YouTube. Uh, we've been getting tremendous feedback. Your podcast has been a long, lot longer than ours. We've only been around for about seven months now, but getting tremendous traction uh, and getting great feedback. I think the message is really resonating with people. Amazing. And again, for all the listeners, all that information will be in the description of this episode. So Eric, final question before we sign off today, what does success truly mean to you? It means living my best life at every level. It means my mind at its best, my heart at its best, my spirit at its best, my body at its best. Uh, it's about uh, uh, being crystal clear on what matters to you 
and living a life designed around that, turning the volume up on that stuff and pursuing it with all your heart. You're more than your work. You're more than your business. Uh, there is a great life out there waiting for each of us. We just have to take hold of it. Love that. Great message. And that's the thing. Your work and what you do does not have to define who you are. You define who you are. Exactly. Um, well, Eric, uh, number one, grateful for you to be on today's podcast episode. But number two, looking forward to being on your show, but also continuing our connection, our relationship and how we can support each other. So thank you again so much for being here today. Same and look forward to it as well. Thanks, Scott. You got it. So everyone, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Again, if you're listening on Spotify, uh, subscribe to the episode and the podcast. If you're on iTunes, do the same thing. Would love to hear back from you guys. Love and gratitude. Hope you enjoyed the episode and I'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much again for checking out today's episode. And if you are listening through iTunes, Spotify, wherever you are, please leave me a rating and review. Let me know what you loved, what you would like to see improved, or ideas you have for future episodes. And if you are interested in taking your business to the next level, don't hesitate to go to my website, www.scotterron.net where you can schedule a free discovery call with me where I can learn more about you, your business, what you're struggling with, and how we can work together. And don't forget to check out my wife, Nancy, and mine, our free community on Facebook called LinkedIn Leads for Life. We would love to see you in there. Have a great rest of your day. And thank you, everyone, for your support. Grateful for each and every one of you.